Hey, Lighthouse Niagara family, this is Pastor Joel Sloss. I hope that the message you received today blesses you so, so much. Dear God, I just thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love. Um, thanks for bringing us uh, to your house today. Thanks, because we have the opportunity, dear God, to come and enjoy your presence, to come and enjoy uh, with, our, with the brethren, uh, to come and enjoy the, the worship time. And the, uh, and the message, Lord. I just pray for the Holy Spirit to give revelation to our hearts. I just pray for the Holy Spirit to uh, open our ears that we will hear, that we will listen to your word and to open our eyes that we will see you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. And amen. Let's give a hand to the Lord one more time. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to share today a message. It's called A Living Sacrifice. As I always say, I'm not very good at putting titles at the message, at the messages. But for those that uh, like taking notes, uh, if you want to put a name on the message today, it's A, a Living Sacrifice. And I want to start reading today. Let's go directly to the Word of God. Um, Romans chapter 12, verse uh, 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2. One more time. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. And it starts saying, this is Paul speaking in here. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God... That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So I want to start this morning uh, just uh, talking a little about what is a living sacrifice? What is that that I can uh, present myself before God as a living sacrifice? And I want to start with this. Uh, how, can, how can we say this? I, I like to say it in, in this way. There is a, if, if we really see what the word says, living sacrifice, we can realize that there is a contradiction in there, okay? I don't know if, if you guys can see it, but a sacrifice involved, involves death, amen? When you sacrifice something, you're not bring, bringing it from death, death to life, when you sacrifice something, when you check the Old Testament, uh, the sacrifices was always about killing an animal, an animal dying. Amen? So living and sacrifice, there is a contradiction there that from our human perspective, we cannot understand. How is it possible a living sacrifice? It makes no sense when it comes to the human mind. But for the Lord, everything is possible. Amen? For the Lord, everything is possible. What we don't understand, only by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, we will receive the understanding of the meaning of this. But I want to uh, say something before I, I go uh, deeper into living sacrifice. The word, the, the way, verse 1 Starts, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. If today you're in a place of salvation, if today you are here at church, if today you are free to worship the Lord, to listen to the word of God, it is not by your, by your own merits. It is not about how good you are. 
be a good person. Of course, be a good person. We all have to be good persons. But it's not about how good I am or how nice I am or how much I pray or how much I read the Bible. Pray. Pray as much as you can. Read the Bible as much as you can. But your relationship with the Lord is not about how much you pray, how much you read the Bible. I will always encourage you to pray and read the Bible too fast, to speak in tongues, to ask for more of the Holy Spirit. But all what we have, it's by the mercy of God. It was God who said, give a hand to the Lord. Hallelujah. Go ahead and give a hand to the Lord. It is God who said, I want to reach John. John never said, I want to reach God. Impossible. It's too high. We cannot reach the Lord. But it was the Lord who said, I want to reach them. I want to reach Nathan. I want to reach Ethan. I want to reach Ashley. It is by his mercy that we are in here today. All what you have in your life is by the mercy of God. And without the mercy of God, there is nothing you can do. Amen? So the first thing to present ourselves as a living sacrifice is to not forget that it is not about me. It is not about what I can do. It is not about what the pastor can do for me, what church can do for me. It's about what God already did for me, that his mercy is already with me by giving Jesus on the cross. That's how he showed his mercy and his love. One day you want to know, let me say this in a different way. If the day comes and you're asking yourself, God, do you love me? God, do you love me? Don't go and, 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 and look your banking account. Because if you have a million dollars or if you have a few bucks, that, that doesn't mean anything. Don't go and look if, if, if your life is, is perfect or not, because your life is not going to be perfect. That is not the way that we can see the love of God. Now, God can give, can give for sure demonstrations of, of love here and there. But the main demonstration of love was Jesus on the cross dying for us to give us salvation, to give us deliverance, to set us free, to give us the Holy Spirit. So if one day you want to say, hey, God, do you love me? Look at the cross and see how much the Lord loves you, that he gave his one and only son just to save you and to be with you for eternity. Amen? So it is... Only all what we have by the mercy and the grace of the Lord. Whatever you do in your life, big or small, by the mercy of the Lord. By God's mercies. Now, present yourself, and it says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. A, a sacrifice. It's not talking in here, and, it, and, and it's uh, kind of... Need, I guess, that he's saying, present your bodies. He's not saying, present your mind, present your heart. He's saying, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. The Bible says that this flesh, our bodies, is what, it is what takes us to sin. Amen? The enemy will put the temptation, right? The, the enemy will put the trap. But it is really the flesh what will take us to, to sin when we live in the flesh and not in the spirit. So what should I do to live, to live in the spirit and not in the, in the flesh? I need to present my body before God as a living sacrifice and say I no longer live to satisfy this body. And I'm not saying, hey, now don't eat, don't, <laughs> don't watch soccer anymore. No, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about sin. I'm talking about the desires 
of the flesh that are in opposition to the will of the Lord. Listen, the will of the Lord is good. God has good plans for you. Sometimes those plans, for a time, they don't look like very fun, if you will. <laughs> I always think about Joseph. Did Joseph have fun 13 years as slave and in prison? I don't think it was that, that fun, right? I, I don't think jo uh, um, Joseph was like, I, I don't know, happy every day to wake up. Oh, I love this prison so much. So happy to be in, in this prison with, with no, no uh, ESPN to watch soccer. I don't think, I, I don't think. It wasn't that fun. But the Bible says that the tribulation will only last for a time. And then something better will come. Amen? So the plans that the Lord has for your life. Yeah, sometimes we suffer. We are in pain. But at the end, something good is going to come after that. And that's how we can really Prove that the will of God is perfect. When we look back and we see how even the hard times and even the good times, everything connected to bring me to a place of blessing. Amen? But in order for me to have that in my life, in order for me to see those good plans in my life, what the Lord wants to do with me, We need to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Come before him and say, Lord, I want to serve you. I don't want to serve this flesh anymore. Now, the Bible says, again, bodies. Why is it not saying your, your, your mind or your soul? Well, easy. In order for you to present your body something. Or, or first, you have to have it in your mind and in your heart. Right? You cannot present Your, your, your body as a living sacrifice. Uh, if first it didn't happen in your mind. And in your heart. Amen. And verse 2 says. And do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. That you may prove. What is that good and acceptable. And perfect will. Now it is talking about the mind. Now the Lord is saying, hey, you know what? You need a, a, a change of, on, on your programming in here, on your software. I need to change some few things. And I don't know um, when uh, you, you get a, a virus on your, on your, on your um, laptop, on, on your PC. Remember when I was... Uh, Um, a teenager that I have uh, a very expensive computer that my dad uh, uh, bought for, for me. Remember him saying, I'm going to buy this computer for you that you will leave me at peace and I will never give you anything for Christmas, for birthday again, ever. I'm going to spend this money, never ask me for any gift again. Sure, dad, let's do that deal. And I always use my, my nice uh, computer at that time. It was a Pentium 4 with a CD burner. I feel like a king with that computer. But guess what? Viruses came. <laughs> computer was not as fast as, as it was before. Whatever. My, my dad, again, had to call a, a technician, a, a guy to come and, and, and fix it. And the guy said, hey, you know what? We have to reset your, your computer, that means that you're going to lose all the information that you have in it and whatever, not that I had important things. I was kind of using it like for, for video games, for movies, and for my, my homework from school. But I could see how this guy basically took away the software completely. It kind of erased everything. And 
installed back, back in and updated whatever software and then a new antivirus, whatever he did, I don't, I don't even remember. But that's going to happen in our lives some, sometimes. Sometimes sin will come to our minds and will do damage and the Lord will have to reset the software because it's running slow because there is something there that shouldn't be there. The Lord will come. The Holy Spirit will come. Reset everything. Will take away whatever he, he has to do. You might lose some information. <laughs> you might suffer some damage for sure. But it is for the better. Amen. At the end you will see the results. It's not always going to be easy. Now the question in here is. How can I be a living sacrifice? How do you do that? It's, it's easy to say, but not that easy to, to, to do. Some, some will say, and I recognize, yeah, it will always be easier talking than, than doing. But that doesn't mean that it is impossible or too, too hard that we can never make it. The Bible says not only that we have to be a living sacrifice, but the Bible will give us instructions on how we can do this, how we can present ourselves or our bodies as living sacrifice to the Lord. So I want to read now Romans chapter 6, verse 5 to 14. It's going to be a, a little bit long. Romans chapter 6, verse 5 to 14. I will try to go verse by verse. So we don't have to, to read all at the same time. Verse 5 says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, or, or his sacrifice, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Verse 6, Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. That the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. That day, you know that day. That day that you said to the Lord, I surrender to you. I give my life to you. Forgive me for my sins. Be the, the Lord of my life. The day, I don't know, for some people, maybe it was this morning, maybe yesterday, when they became believers, when they gave their lives to the Lord. For others, it could be, I don't know, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years of being believers. But everybody, each of us, we all have that day when we made a decision and said, I want to live for you, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Give me salvation. Amen. That day, you died. Amen. <laughs> Not physically, but spiritually. The old man, the old Nathan, the old whoever put your name in there, the old John died, passed away. The guy doesn't exist anymore. Amen. That's the day, if, if you will, that you died to yourself. That you say, I no longer live for me. Now I live for the Lord. That, what happened to that old man? Where, where is the, the old man? If, if by any chance you, you, you want to know, hey, what happened to the old Nathan? That old Nathan was crucified with Jesus on the cross. Amen. So every time you think of Jesus on the cross, think that you died with him, together with him. The old man, okay? That the old man, I want to correct that. Think that the old man died already. Whenever sin comes to knock on the doors of your heart, hey, let, let's go for, for the drinks. Only for social drinks. 
let's go in and, and have some drugs. Let's go in, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever sin you can think of. Any temptation that come, comes to your life, think that the old man died. You no longer do those things. Sometimes we will fall into sin. Sometimes we'll make mistakes. I'm not saying we're going to be perfect. I'm not saying um, we will never sin again. But if you put it in practice, if you put in practice the doctrine of dying to myself, dying to sin, present myself as a dead body when it comes to sin, you will see results. You will see how your life gets better. You will see the changes and transformation in your life. And even if you sin, still do it. I did it. Lord, forgive me. And start again. And go on and keep believing in the work that the Lord wants to do in your life. Am I encouraging you guys to sin? Am I saying go and sin? No, I'm, by no means I'm saying that. I'm saying if by any chance we fall into sin, the mercy of God is still there. You can still come to the Lord, crucify the old man one more time, as many times as you have to crucify the old man, and present yourself as a sacrifice to the Lord. However... Um, it says that we should no longer be slaves of sin. When I start to die to myself, when I, when I uh, set the old man, or when I think of the old man as somebody who died on the cross, then I receive real freedom. And the freedom that the Lord gives us it's a freedom not to go and do what we want to do. Not a freedom to, to do what we think is the best. It is a freedom that we have now to choose Him. To choose to follow Him. When we sin, we are slaves of sin. We think we're making decisions, but we're not really making decisions. It is the flesh dictating us what to do. Go and have alcohol. Yeah, I'm free to have alcohol. And you go and, and get drunk. Just, just to give a, a, an example. And you think that you're being free. No, no, no. You're a slave of alcohol. You're a slave of sin. But the Lord wants to set you free. That you will now have real, real chance to make a decision. To choose Him. To choose to live for Him. To obey Him. To do His will. Amen? Is that making sense? Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 7. For he who has died has been freed from sin. He who has died has been freed from sin. He that doesn't live for himself anymore, he has been set free of sin. And verse 8, now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. The old man died. I believe that. The old Nathan died on the cross 17 years ago. Yeah, 17 years ago. Wow. That, uh, when I think about it, 17 years sounds like a lot, but I feel like... <laughs> Like, wow, like in nothing. Like, time flies. 17 years ago, I gave my life to the Lord. Not knowing what to do with my horrible life. <laughs> Going to church, but not living for, for God. One day I said, hey, Lord, you know what? I can't continue living this way. I, I, I am, this is not what, what you want for my life. And I know that I'm... I've not been living for you, but I want to start. I want to start. 
And that's how it happened. I gave my life to the Lord when I was 17 years old, never thinking that I will be a preacher. I just wanted salvation, but the Lord gave me way more things. Salvation, the most important things, but the Lord has even more for your life. Amen? Hope and a future. So the old Nathan died, but there is a new Nathan that is born or that was born 17 years ago. So I guess in a way my real age is 17 because that's when I was born again, right? So I know some sisters like that. Oh, not really. I don't have to say I'm, I'm 50. I can say I'm, I'm 20, 22, 21 <laughs> without lying. <laughs> and you know what? It's not like, oh, he died and, and that's it. That's the end of the story. No, I, you are born again. Now a new person comes, a person that doesn't live for the world anymore, for the flesh or for the enemy. Now, this new person lives for the Lord. But let me tell you this. This is not a thing that, hap that happened 17 years ago. And, that, and that's it. No. His Bible, the, the word says, the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Every morning, you will have a new life. If you live by the mercy of God. No matter what mistakes you make. No matter how bad it was. By next day is gone. Or even it's, it's just a way to say next day. It's actually immediately if you repent. And you come to the Lord with a humble heart. Forgiveness and mercy. And the opportunity to start again. The old things pass. Everything is made new by the Lord in your life. No matter how old you are. No matter how. Uh, uh, no matter if you're 17, 15, 13. Or if you're 80. You're still on time to have a new life. To have. To be that living sacrifice. To have the old man dead on the cross. And receive new life. With the resurrection of Jesus. Verse 9. Knowing that Christ. Having been raised from the dead. Dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the, for the death that he died. He died to sin. Once for all. But the life that he lives. He lives to God. Likewise. You also. Recon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Recon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the meaning of a living sacrifice. When it comes to sin, you're dead. When it comes to the Lord, you're alive. When your friends call you for alcohol, for drugs, for sin in general, call it whatever you want. When, when hopeless, when envy, when, uh, I don't know, whatever it is of the flesh, the, the work of, of the flesh, whatever it is, comes to you. Remember, for this I died. I'm dead for this. I died already. I died to these things already long time ago. And still on daily basis, I'm still sacri uh, yeah, sacrificing the old man and putting the old man on the cross. This is on daily basis. We'll see that later. And you will see how your life changes and how you overcome sin. But when... Your friends call you, hey, let's pray. Hey, let's go, and, uh, let's go to the Bible study. Let's go to church. Or let's go to, you know, something that is holy and acceptable before the Lord. For those things, be alive. For those things, say, yeah, now I live for this. Yeah, for these things, yeah, I'm not dead. I am alive, very alive when it comes to prayer. When it comes to read the Bible. When it comes 
to do the will of the Lord, to serve the Lord, to come to church, to go and share the gospel, to be with my family, to take care of, of, of my people, to intercede for others, whatever it is of the Lord, then consider yourself alive. Amen? Verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey in its lust. Verse 13. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments as righteousness of God. Righteousness of God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. We're not under law. We're now under grace. The law is about your works. The law is about what you have to do. And you have to accomplish and you have to submit to the law. The Bible says that the law in the Old Testament saved nobody. Not even one person was saved by the law. It was impossible. If I'm going to make it to heaven by for how much I preach, I preach, just an example, not, not me. But somebody will say, I preach seven days a week, I don't know, five times a day. For sure I'm going to heaven. Or I uh, pray 24-7. I don't even sleep. I'm praying even in my dreams. And I speak in tongues, I don't know. Or I pray... Uh, eight hours, then eight hours of speaking in tongues, and then eight hours of reading the Bible. Whatever, whatever is your best will never be enough to take you to heaven. As the law was not given to save people. The law was given to us as a mirror. I have the law of God, and I want to see if I'm doing well or not before God. How do I know it? I need to check the law. Okay? This is what the law said. I'm failing in here. I'm failing in here. I need to make this correction. This I'm doing well. This. And then put the law aside. The law have already gave you the information you need. Now you go to the grace of God and say, Lord, by your mercy and your grace, help me to not lie anymore. Help me to be according to, to your law. But don't live for the law. Live for the Lord. And the Lord will help you to live according to his law. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, um, dying to, to, to myself, I want to uh, talk a little bit more about that. How else or what else we can do that, that we can, uh, you know, Sacrifice the, the old man, put the, the old man on, on, on the cross on a daily basis. And I want to uh, uh, talk about the story of uh, John the Baptist. I'm not going to say the, the whole story. But John the Baptist, before Jesus appeared publicly in, in his public ministry, John the Baptist was the most important preacher of his times. Right? In fact, Jesus says that he's the most important prophet of all. Amen? So here was John the Baptist preaching all the time. People coming to be baptized by him in repentance, giving their lives to the Lord. But John knew that all what he was doing was only going to last so much because soon the King of Kings, the Lord of all, will appear publicly. And now he will, his, his job was to lead people to Jesus. 
And he started to do that. When Jesus appeared, he started to say, this is the one that I've been talking to you guys all this time. I do not even uh, 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 deserve to tie my, my shoes. If, let's say, if, if John the Baptist um, uh, was living in these days and he had the most expensive shoes that, that, uh, that, you could, that he could ever afford, I, I guess, not even the most expensive, expensive shoes in the world uh, are worth of Jesus getting on his knees to, to tie them. Even that is a privilege that, that Jesus will do that. So John the Baptist was like, hey, I, I'm, he's the one. Look at him. He's the Savior. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. He will give you salvation. But some fleshly people that were following John came to him and said, Hey, John, what's, what's happening, man? Your, your followers are leaving you. Look at your Instagram. You have a million followers. And now people is, is clicking on follow. And, and now you have, I don't know, 300,000. And, and everybody is following Jesus on Instagram. What's going on with you, John? You got to be more, you know, you got to do more things. You can lose followers. But John understood his mission, that it was not about him, how many followers he had, or how many disciples he could make. His, he was only an instrument to lead people to Jesus. So what was his answer to this person? His, the, there, there is there a long answer? That you can read by yourself in, 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 at home. I want to read for you guys the short answer that he gave. John 3.30. This is the short answer that John gave to, to the people that was coming to him to say, Hey, you're losing your followers. He said, John uh, chapter 3 verse 30 says, This is John about Jesus. He must increase, but I must decrease. I'll say that again. John the Baptist said to the people, He must increase, I must decrease. And that's exactly the same that needs to take place in, in our hearts, in our minds, in our life. That we decrease that it will not be so much about what I want. That it won't be so much about what I do. Or my desires. Or my opinion. Or what I think. Or what I don't think. But that it will be more about what God wants. What God says. That I will decrease myself. And as I decrease myself. He will increase in me. I will see more of him. Amen. Philippians 2, chapter 2, verse 5 to 9. I want to share this one more time about the mind that we must have. What the changes that need to take place in our minds that we can, you know, decrease ourselves and let him increase in our, in our hearts. One more time, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 9. Verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In other words, Paul in here is saying, this what Jesus was, was thinking of, you have to think of too. The way Jesus, or the same mind, the same attitude, the same way Jesus did, you guys do the same. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. But made himself 
of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. If you want the Lord to exalt you, and it's biblical, the, the Lord can put you in a higher place. The Lord wants to bless you. The Lord don't, wanna, don't, don't, don't want you to stay little. The, the Lord wants to prosper you in every single aspect of your life. The Lord wants to prosper your family, your finances. The Lord want to bless your health, your work, your mental health. Your, the Lord wanna give, wants, to give you, wants to give you wisdom. The Lord wants to show his power in you. And the Lord wants people to see that. But it won't happen if you don't have the same attitude that Jesus had. What was it? That Jesus was in heaven. No need in heaven. In his comfort zone. Being God. Ruling above the angels and everything. But you know what Jesus said? I want, to, I, 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 want I don't know, put your name in there. For me, I know Jesus said, I want Nathan to spend eternity with, you, with me. Jesus said, I'm in heaven. I'm, I'm okay in heaven. I'm happy in heaven. But I want them to be in heaven too. I want them to have access to salvation too. What do I have to do? Okay, I have to leave my throne. And I have to change my shape, my form, and become a man. And humble myself. And go humble myself. I, 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 um, something, uh, let me say this parenthesis in here. I don't know what's my obsession, but I don't like my feet to be dirty. I hate it. I'm always wearing my flip-flops, right? And if by any chance my, my, feet's, my, my, my feet are, are dirty, I'll go and clean them. So I cannot wait to go in heaven to that place where I will be without shoes and my feet will still clean. Amen. <laughs> But let me tell you something, that Jesus never knew what it was to have dirty feet in his life until he humbled himself and came here to life. Jesus never knew what to be thirsty or hungry. Sweat, he didn't know what was that. To suffer, there is no suffering in heaven. Jesus came here to suffer as, as um, any other person. But you know what? Still not enough. He still humbled himself even more till death. And then humbled himself even more. Not only to, to die, uh, I don't know, in, in, in the best private clinic of United States. No, he died on the cross. The worst death possible, especially for him, because he committed no sin. He did not deserve to die on the cross. Amen. He was holy. He was perfect. But he said, you know what? Do I like the cross? No. Am I going to do it? Yes, because it is the will of God. That I sacrifice my life to save others. Because of that, 
Verse 9, therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. And if you continue reading uh, the, the, the chapter that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is the Lord. Amen. Because he humbled himself, therefore God exalted him. It's going to happen the same. If we have the same mind that Jesus had. If I humble myself, and I will go, sometimes I will have to do some sacrifices. Things I don't like, I will suffer things I do not necessarily like. But if we know it is the will of God for us to go through that, also know that something better, something bigger is coming to your life. Amen? Do we believe that or no? Amen? Hallelujah. Finally, just before we uh, end uh, end the uh, message and and go on on prayer, um, I'm going to ask the the worship team to join us here in the uh, stage just to finish the uh, the service today. I want to read Luke 9, Luke chapter 9, just two verses, 23 and 24. Um, Luke 9, verse 23 and 24. It says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Here the Lord is saying, deny yourself on daily basis. And take up the cross and follow me. What is this cross? Many would say, hey, my cross is my wife. My cross is my husband. All these kids that I have, they are a cross. They are my cross. I, every morning I get my cross and, and, and carry this, I don't know, horrible life that I have. And this suffering. No, 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 no. Here the Lord is not talking about your husband or wife, okay? <laughs> love your husband, love your wife. They're, the Lord gave it to you as a gift, not as a, as a cross. The cross that the Lord is talking about here, it's your own cross. It is yourself. Crucify yourself daily basis. Every morning, every morning the same way Jesus carried his own cross to the, to the Mount of, of Calvary, and then he died on, on that cross. That's the same thing we do every morning. We deny ourselves, and we recognize his sacrifice, and that in that sacrifice, we died with him to have new life. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake We'll save it. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's say a prayer uh, this morning. Number one, I want to I say a prayer. If there is somebody else that says, um, I, wanna, I, I haven't given my life to the Lord yet. I want to give my life today to the Lord. I want to start a new life. I want to live for Jesus starting today. I want to repent of my sins. And I want to receive forgiveness, salvation. And, and mercy. Uh, just repeat this uh, prayer with me. I want the whole congregation to repeat it, repeat, repeat it together with me too. Uh, but especially those that are feeling in their hearts. Hey, I need to give my life to the Lord. Say this prayer with all your heart and, and your faith in the Lord. Let's close our eyes. Uh, and repeat with me. Father God, forgive me of my sins and mistakes. I give my life to Jesus. I die to myself and want to live for you.
Forgive me of my sins and write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give a hand to the Lord. Hey, for those that said, hey, I give my life to the Lord. Now you're going to heaven and now you have a new life. Now you have a new opportunity to live for him and to have a way better life than you could ever imagine. Um, I want to say a, a last prayer myself uh, for you. Then uh, Brother Clarence will lead us on, on another prayer. So uh, just close your eyes there. You don't have to repeat anything now. Just let me have the privilege to pray for you. Dear God, I just uh, want to thank you for your people. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the sacrifice um, that, that, that you did for us to save us. So you wanted us to be with you in heaven. You wanted to save us, and you did it, Lord. You didn't wait for things to happen by themselves. You made the decision and said, I will do it. I want to do it. It's going to be hard. I'm going to suffer. But whatever comes after the suffering will be even better than what it was before the sufferings. So I thank you, Lord. I pray blessings on your people. I pray for prosperity in every single aspect. I pray, Lord, that every day They will learn to deny themselves, take the cross, and live for you. To know that the old man died and a new man now lives for you, Lord. Just let them know every morning. Let the Holy Spirit remind them that your mercies are new. And that there is always a new chance to be better and to make things right before you, Lord. In the name of Jesus I pray, Lord, and I thank you. Amen and amen. Let's give a hand to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, Lighthouse family. Thanks so much for tuning in to another one of our podcast sermons. I'm Pastor Joel Sloss. For more podcasts, media, and live stream services at lighthouseniagara.com, Sundays at 10 o'clock. God bless.